0: Log Talk Radio.
2: Good morning. I have to say good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NABWIC Talks. I'm your host, Jada Williams, and it gives me great pleasure to be here with you. Just like the commercial said, I have to ask to please follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you're hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, because we are more than the voice. We are voice in construction period so head over to our website at www.nabwood.org and engage with us check out our calendar we have our committees listed where you can just jump in and see where you fit in in NABWIC and gain more information on like synergies. So make sure you also hit that join now button. It's one click, just click away on our NABWIC website and we can't wait to see you at our next local or national event in your red shirt. So this morning we have an action-packed show planned for you. As always, by your request in the studio, we have no other than our fearless leader. She is back, family. Miss Ann McNeil, the master builder herself. Miss Ursula Odom is out satelliting and away. We have Jackie Berry of JP and Associates and Mrs. Gerald Barnes in the studio with us this morning. Good morning, Miss Ann. How are you? Jada, Jada, Jada. I tell you all the
3: time. If I were any better, Jada, I would be you. And today <laughs> is no different. I'm excited for a lot of reasons, but one reason in particular, Steve, the National Award in Construction from the National Association of Women in Construction. How
0: about that? Oh.
3: Wow, how about NAWIC, yes, (laughs) NAWIC had, I don't know, 10, 20 women uh, they were considering, and we, I received the award, the president went on my behalf because I was in Africa, but I say we because this is a collective effort. And I believe that we are sisters in the spirit as women in construction. Whether we are black, white, Hispanic, whatever it is, we are all one in this industry and the world now is taking note of the fact I'm not sure if it was James Brown or whoever whoever said it was another girl. So I'm excited, Jada. I'm excited, but I'm also excited to have our special guest today, Uh, very excited also to have our special guest today, Nadia Sankster, and excited to hear her conversation. But I also want to remind everybody, Jada, about the fact that in less than 30 days we will be in Washington, D.C., celebrating with the Congressional Black Caucus, and we want to continue to remind everybody to comment, like, and share this podcast, but also to join us there. So I'll leave that to you. And as always, Jada, let's get this party started.
2: Yes, indeed. And what a big award and accomplishment of NAVWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, our fearless leader, waving our flag so much in this unit that we have that she has started the spirit of leaders the spirit of the group and nawick has recognized Ann McNeil Navwick. I think that is so amazing. So yes, let's get this party started this morning. We have a show planned for you as Navwick talks with one of our own members, Miss Nadia Sankster Esquire, Eugene and Associate. Can't wait to get the conversation started after this quick.
1: We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714. 714- 459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is...
2: Yes, we are back and don't forget you could always press 1 on your phone to join in the conversation. So This morning, we are going into the legal world. We're talking legal expertise in construction and corporate matters with our own member, Ms. Nadia Sankster. She brings a wealth of knowledge to the table uh, with her practice, including routinely negotiating, drafting, reviewing commercial um, planning and program consultant, and as um, an advisor, to architectural engineering construction management agreements, proposals. She deals with proposals and bids, um, documenting. So good morning and welcome to NABWIC Talks, Nadia. How are you doing? Oh,
0: I am great. Thank you so much, Dana. First, I just want to thank um, Ms. Ann, um, Jackie, Gerald, uh, Dana, everybody for having me on this morning. Um, I am so excited to be a part of, of NABWIC and um, to do the show, talk about the legal world of construction.
2: Yes, indeed. So doing a little stalkership that Jackie and I do, it also says in the public sector um, you have also resolved and litigated claims uh, arising out of capital improvement projects. Like it's so much – on your resume and your background and just Googling you. (laughs) How about in your own words, you tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, So
0: I it's probably about close to 20 years of experience in the construction industry. Um, For me, you know, my start was basically at tooling, I think my first semester, where, you know, for I think my entire life I went to be an attorney. Uh, but then I started question, what kind of a change do you want to be? And you know, I've always found myself fascinated with just watching, you know, construction go on, renovations, you know, the different phases of it, and even a lot of my international travels. I've always was just fascinated by architecture, but I was not a science-oriented person. Uh, so I was like, man, how do you how do you do this? And I think it was finally my my last year. Uh, at Tulane, where our professors were like, "Hey, you know, we think you should be a litigator. You're like a natural born litigator," uh, and I was like, mm, "I don't think I really want to be a litigator." And they're like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, uh, "Construction." And so everybody kind of looked at me, loopy eyes, like, "Okay," uh, because the thing is that in law school, they really didn't have a tract of, I say, "Okay, you can, you know, here is construction." Um, I think we we all get the uh, we all have to do like a year of contract and, and you know, to business law and, and all of that. But nothing specific as construction and, and, and carving a path and trying to figure out how, you know, do you, you get into the industry. So for me, it was really um, being active, really doing the research to figure out how to get into um, the industry. And, and on top of that, you know, faith. Faith plays, you know, a huge part in, in my life, and so, you know, I just put it before God, and it just happened that, you know, I was making the right moves at the right time, and I ended up in Kansas City, and it so happened that they were, um, the city of Kansas City was looking for a uh, construction attorney. They wanted Someone who can really have experiences and teach them and grow, and I happened to get that position, and it was the the foundation of everything um, for me. And especially when you work in a pub, in the public sector and you start your career off there, you get to see everything. Um, it, it's pretty hands on. And what was so unique at the time? Uh, this is when they were building up the downtown Kansas City. Um, um, light like district, power light like district, and doing a lot of you know development. And what they had also done was kind of centralized all the the functions of of construction. And when I say construction, I mean everything like the design professional contracts, um, the mm-hmm. construction contracts, even the procurement contracts. And because of that, um, we were a dedicated group, um, the construction law group, and we we handled all of the projects from, from every single city department, and on top of that, um, I was made the, the subject matter expert for any case that we had to do, whether um, arbitration, or litigation. So, oh, Wow. Of, of how mm-hmm. I started my career, so that prepared me to build on the experiences from there.
2: Right, so it sounds like you positioned positioned yourself to be prepared for the opportunity as it was presented, and then you took advantage of it and and just took off. Compared to today, do you think or have you seen that there might be more resources um, geared towards um, construction in the legal field? I think there for are. anyone coming up or in listening in that's interested.
0: I really do. I really do think there are, and, and I think that's why NAVWIC is is such an amazing uh, organization. Because for me, I only found out about NAVWIC like a year ago. I wish I had known about it, you know, when it when it first started. Because um, I didn't really have a lot of people who looked like me in the industry. But you know, I found. Um, you know, mentors from, from other different women in the industry who were, you know, facing the same plight of, uh, you know, the glass ceiling there being for us and, you know, how far we can, we could go up and, and, you know, kind of, you know, spread our wings to, to see different types of projects, especially on the legal side. Um, they're not a lot. And so I think that this is a perfect time because I think people are seeing That you know construction, and I I say this all the time, construction is, you know, the global bread and butter, and because and and it's not just something you know like in America, like Ms. Man touched on before, but when you look around the world, you know, you do have a lot of women, you have a lot of women, you know, in the industry, and there's so many different areas where. Uh, women can can really participate uh, in the industry, and especially in the in you know in the legal realm. Uh, when I worked at Georgetown University, it was the first time I actually met two other uh, black females who were attorneys. And it was so amazing you know, to finally have other black women who were construction attorneys to knew uh, what they were doing, and to even see how, you know, their, their career trajectory and also the mentorship that, that I got from them. And so I tried to, to do the same thing with um, other young and upcoming attorneys to say, hey, um, you know, have you thought about construction? Uh, and I think that showing them how they can intersect with it in different in different ways whether it's through energy risk and transportation um, you know when you start breaking down the sectors there's so many ways that you know they can do um, they can get into the industry and do it from a legal perspective because there is a need there especially with the complications of contractual language and you know the ramifications of Um, the litigious society that we live
2: in today. So let's be clear. There is a need in the niche of construction law. So that is um, great in hearing in itself because I know we have a lot of listeners um, tuned in this morning and our um, college chapter is on the line as well. So, that is something that our education committee more into, but um Nadia, what is a day to day like in your world? What does it consist of with you um working in construction law? uh it could be unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's How a, unpredictable! Do. What's causing it to be unpredictable? Because <laughs> um, in itself, construction there is so many different moving parts <laughs> already.
0: Yeah, there there are there are there are a lot of different parts. And the thing about it too is that you know, as a construction attorney, sometimes you you know you're not just wearing the hat as a lawyer. <laughs> you, you know, you you might be the therapist, or you might be the translator between you know the owner, architect you know, the contractor, um, you know, so there's so many things that, that can happen. So, for instance, right now um, I have a multimillion-dollar um, project of, you know, building uh, a, a charter school, and trust me, <laughs> uh, some days we're like, you know, it's quiet on the project, and then other days, you know, there's some, you know, issues can pop up, you know, do we have the right permits, um, you know, are there going to be any delays, if there's going to be a delay, especially when, you know, you're working with, um, you know, getting the school open by a certain time, the funding that's tied to it, and you now have to kind of switch gears and say, okay, how can we um, mitigate this delay? Do we have to, like, accelerate the project? Um, how can we cut around corners? What is the contractual language, um, you know, give us Uh You know, what are the costs? Who caused the delay? So a lot of those issues can really pop up, especially, you know, when you have active projects. So sometimes it's also being, you know, helping by being a project manager to really think through the business as well as the legal aspect of, and just just the practice, the reality of the situation of how can we figure out whatever the situation that has popped up at, at that moment. And and really yeah. talking through it and see what our options what our options are for for that project. And I always talk about you know the different seasons in construction. So you know normally, especially um, you know here on the East Coast, normally you know construction season, the active season, is from you know probably February to till about November. Um, and then after that, I always say it's the claim season um, <laughs> because you know, once you've done a lot of, you know, the construction and the work and you're getting closer to substantial completion, you know, and punchless items are not, you know, really coming along as fast as they are or, you know, you're having problems getting to final completion and claims start arising, you know, you might have subcontractor issues, mechanic liens, and and different things that pop up. So I always call, like, you know, November to February claim season – um, because that's where you will see a lot of the issues start to pop up after, you know, the projects are starting to, to wind down.
2: to wind, To close out, yes. So I'm glad you mentioned project manager because when you first um started speaking on the day to day I'm like that sounds like a little more on the project management side with making sure things are taken care of documenting the permits and all that all of that nature but you mentioned being the legal advisor there you have to go back and forth so you and your project managers if there should be one and you're not wearing the double hat you guys work closely together Oh, definitely.
0: Um, You you have to work closely with uh, the project managers uh, on every side. Um, You know, I sometimes, um, and especially like this project where, you know, we've had a lot of issues pop up, I'm usually on the the weekly project call with, you know, with all the parties, listening in the background, you know, figuring out, okay, is this going to be an issue? Like they're raising items, I take notes and I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, these are things that I might need to watch. Um, you know, do we have to make an amendment to, you know, the contract? Um, you know, and then talking to, you know, I, I talk to them all the time, especially, you know, um for this project I represent the owner and the owner's representative's part of that and the architect. And you know, the architects and I, we talk on a daily basis, and we have to, because of the fact that, you know, there have been, you know, issues that pop up, or we have to make alterations, and, you know, we walk through what our strategy is, how do we move forward with the project, and how do we get the contractor, um, you know, to, to make sure the project is delivered on time, and, you know, that it's done well without any defects. Um, and trying to you know minimize the claims my my goal is always to be proactive so that I can minimize and and mitigate any loss on my clients you know towards the end.
2: Well, I definitely can hear from the energy and the passion in your voice that you shouldn't have a problem with that that your rate right, your stats are pretty well high with Keeping those mitigation and claims down for your clients because it sounds like you're very hands on and engaged as you need to be on those weekly calls. As we know in construction, when you're on a project, the weekly calls and like you say, you're engaged in speaking um, with your architectures on a regular basis. We do hear about sometimes those cases where there's a little loosey goosey going on, but we're going. To, this is a great mm-hmm. spot to. Put a a semicolon, not a period, because we are going to come back and speak more with Ms. Nadia Sankster, Esquire, one of our very own NABWIC members, after this quick commercial break. And please remember to press one on your phones. We are excited to speak with you this morning. Right, Nadia? Definitely, definitely. (laughs) We'll be right back after this quick commercial break, NABWIC Talk.
3: Hi, I'm Vicki Antonio. I'm part of the South Florida chapter of the National Association of Black Women in Construction. And we are excited to celebrate women in construction. What I'm most proud of about being a part of this organization is that we are a conglomerate of women who are doing great things to expand not only ourselves, but our local communities and beyond. Why it's important to support this organization is because, you know the thing, is that when you support a woman, you support a nation. So my name is Vicki Antonio. Please join us to celebrate women in construction.
2: Yes, indeed. We are back this morning. NABWIC talks with Ms. Nadia Sinkster Esquire, um, who is... Um, an associate and PC has a wealth of knowledge covering the niche of construction um, law. And we all know that's been listening in to NABWIC, and we thank you for being our loyal family, tuning in with us every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Um, that construction covers a lot. And, Miss Nadia, you have mm-hmm. been in, enlightening us on all the different avenues on how, how you pivot during your workday in construction. And before we left off, you were mentioning how you and your project managers are close or how most, a lot of the time you might put that hat on as project manager and lending yourself over to the architectures, the owners, and, um, Whomever side you're representing on that project, so how do you get these clients? Because you mentioned you've been doing this over 20 years, and I can't believe it. Um, time flies when you're having fun, huh? Uh, it does.
0: <laughs> um, I would just say it's not a boring field at all. <laughs> um, you know, it, it really, it really does, it really does fly. Um, but I think. You know, when you've, when you've had an experience, and, I, and I'll and I'm say this, my approach, and I think it's, it's a lot to do with my background. I've always looked at everything from a holistic approach. Um, you know, my parents were entrepreneurs, and I was forced to work in their businesses, <laughs> um, and it really clicked for me when I started out in, you know, in construction that, you know, that I just couldn't look at this from, you know, uh, the lens of just an attorney and, and, and the literal interpretation of a contract or, you know, how, you know, um, you know just the legal rules about it. But you have to look at the practice. You have to look at, you know, what are things that uh, affect um, the business that can impact you on the legal side. So you have to take, a very holistic approach to it, and because of that, for me, it was like I need to understand, you know, everything that kind of flows around it. So, you know, before, you know, can, yeah, you know, my 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 first experience of, you know, working in construction, I had never, you know, seen any de- de- um, design plans. I'd never um, engineering stuff. Nothing, you know. I learned that on the job from working closely with the project managers, working with the architects, working with the engineers, um, very early in my career. So now, for me, I can understand it for myself. Um, I can understand the technical aspects of the project. And while I say that, you know, I leave that to, um, you know, the subject matter um, subject experts who. You know, who know the technical aspects of it. I still review with the client to make sure to say, okay, is this everything that you need? Um, down the quantities, down the time. You know, asking you know questions for them to really think through the technical aspects of it, so that you know we are concrete on that side, while I'm negotiating, um, you know, the terms on the other side um, with the various parties. Uh, So for me, it's always about that holistic approach. And, you know, one of the things that I I, want to segue into really quick, um, because I really do have a passion for um, minority women-owned businesses. And for me, I really do think it's important, um, you know, along with this holistic approach to talk about, is that you really need to make your business um, Um, I've had clients who have, you know, they are booked and busy with work, but because uh, their business, um, you know, the entities or just even the runners of it um, are not where they should be, you know. They are, um, you know, the the verge of disaster, or you know, ending up in bankruptcy, and it doesn't make sense because it's like, well, you have all these contracts coming in, you have this work coming in, you have the money flow, but if it's not being, if you if you don't have your business structure done right, if you're not doing the administration part of it, um, you know, keeping up with the legal, even, even thinking about, you know, your, your tax structure from, you know, it being an LLC to, um, you know, it being a corporation or in some states, you know, getting the S-Corp. Those are even things that, you know, you really should always be, be looking at. How can you um, always make your business function better? Because doing that, it goes hand in hand you getting the work and having the contracts and the viability in the industry.
2: Yes, indeed. And I love the fact that you brought that up because that is one of our biggest pillars as now within advocates towards black businesses. And it's not just um, – um, going out and getting those contracts and making the money and keeping going and yada 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 like you said you mentioned you have to have your business structure together and Nadia I have to put my my Miss Anne hat on that sounds like a, a seminar or, or a Zoom call <laughs> or something for the family because you know we have our education committee That meets every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. If that's still the time, I've been a little distant the last couple of months, but I know we always meet um, weekly. And those are the types of topics that we bring up. Um, on that education call is making sure that our members and their businesses are aligned and prepared and ready for those opportunities with a strong foundation. So um, we'll sign you up, Boo, and, and make sure that our leaders <laughs> over there reach out to you, or maybe we can also... Bring you back more to speak on a part two on NABWIC Talks with Nadia on making sure your business, you know, the different things that we need to just look out for that you notice from a legal perspective, you know, not giving it all away, but just some little tidbits. Um, to get us a little started and making the fam go out and, you know, do the rest of the homework. And you are sitting golden nuggets, and like we always say up here at Navway, we hope you have your pen to catch them all and write them down because we do. Also in the studio this morning, Nadia, we have no other than Jackie Perry of J.P. and Associates and Gerald Bourne. So I won't hold you all to myself. Ms. Jackie, what's up? On oh, mic, unmute your own mic. I think she's doing two jobs today in the studio, being producer and a co-host.
4: Okay. Thank you, Jada, for reminding me to unmute my own mic. What an engineer. Dean, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we've we all again again. on the hat
2: producing this show.
4: <laughs> I am. I was just so uh, hanging on to every word. This has been such, gosh, an awesome and insightful, intriguing uh interview um nadia thank you so much for being with us today you uh have such an expansive uh, background and i actually have several questions but i'm limited to to one so you've uh, and you know you were just talking about some of the things that we as black women in construction can do to make sure that you know we're prepared you know to operate in this this uh maze that we're we're in Uh, particularly when it comes to our business structure, but I imagine, again, with your extensive experience in negotiating construction contracts um, that you you probably still have a notice that there are women who are underrepresented in such negotiations. So I'm wondering what advice do you have for women who are uh, perhaps underrepresented in negotiations uh, maybe there's some things that we can do to uh, assert ourselves more effectively. But uh, do you have anything to say on that topic?
0: Oh, definitely, um, because that is something that, you know, I have to navigate, to be honest, you know, every time I start a new project, you know, especially if I'm working with um, different clients or opposing attorneys or, or contractors or subcontractors. Um, and what I always try to do is, really establish the tone in the first meeting. Um, I make sure that while, I, while my, my, my voice and my stance is firm to know that, hey, I'm not a pushover, um, I also keep it, you know, very reasonable, very fair, and kind of take it from there. So I know that for me it's always something where, you know, you do have, you know, the undertone of, you know, um, a lot of the men being condescending. Um, And then, you know, you might have the the racial aspect to to deal with as well. But for me, it's always um, I go in, I'm confident, I'm firm in my tone, my voice. Um, I know that you know, I have my pointers. I know where I can I can pick out points to say, hey, these are the things that I have issues with there. But also being reasonable and fair and saying, okay, you know, I can exchange, you know, um, you know this term if you give me that term. And I think that when you go in, just be prepared, be prepared, be firm, and also just know that. Um, you know what you're doing. Even if you don't feel like you know what you're doing, tell yourself you know what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Your instincts will lead you and you will, you know, it will follow that path. And when people see that, they will treat you differently. They will speak to you differently. Um, and they know that, hey, this is someone that I have to take note of and this is someone that, you know, I have to be respected, because if not, you know, she's coming after me, and I will come after you.
4: (laughs) No, great. No, thank you. I mean, we are in such a a challenging uh, industry, but those were some great tips, being prepared, uh, being firm, and I have to kind of piggyback off of what Jada said, hey, just another one of those educational opportunities. So uh, this, this is great. So thank you, and again, for everything that you do on behalf of uh, Black Women in Construction.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean, um, I think, it, you know, you all are an amazing group of women and men in, in, in NABWIC. Um, Gerald, I'm not forgetting you uh, <laughs> and, and the other men who are also part of it. Um, we're doing the work, and I think this camaraderie that we have, you know, through this organization can really uplift all of us to know that what we are doing um, it, it is special and that we are not, you know, an anomaly in the field, but we are a force to be recognized. Great. Again,
4: thank you
3: so much sorry go
4: ahead
3: I had a question, yeah, I was trying to raise my hand, but I realized my my microphone is open. uh Good morning again. Just thank you so very much for for uh awesome, awesome, awesome opportunity to have a walk through your experiences. Couple of questions, please. First, can you share with us a struggle that you have encountered that may be attributed to uh, being a black woman in this industry as an attorney. Uh, Can you share, and I know our time is well invested, but I, I think that it's always encouraging to hear the journey and why it's important that we exist because there are a lot of women who are in your space that may be going through some similar activities Uh, and not knowing where to go and how to respond to that? Thank you.
0: Sure. Um, That's a great question. And I would say I I would take it really back to the beginning of my career. Um, You know, again, it was I came in the only (laughs) person of color in in, um, the construction law group. I was the only woman. And we were actually – Um, positioned on the same floors with the contract managers, project managers, architects, engineers, and, you know, there was not a lot of representation that looked like, you know, either from gender or racial perspective. And a lot of times, you know, there is that that, you know, misconception that we're not approachable. And what... I had to do at the beginning, you know, just to get people um, to come in and talk to me about, you know, contracts and and issues was, okay, where where does everybody go in the morning? In the kitchen to to get coffee. So what I would do was I was intentional. Every morning I would go in the kitchen um, where they were making coffee. I would do small talk. I would talk about... um, you know Kansas City football, um, which I had no idea about, but <laughs> I started watching. You know to to really talk to the guys, and what that did was it started to break down um, the barriers of them looking at me as as other, and starting to see me as a person and then started to see me as an attorney, because what that led to then was them coming to my office and talking to me about, you know, it could be like we're, we're talking about sports, and like, oh, by the way, on this project, you know, this contractor is, you know, blah, 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 like, what do you think I should do? Like, how should I handle it? So a lot of those conversations, you know, that started off as, you know, just very casual then became a window for me to break down the barriers to get them to come to me to the point where I was like, you know, there are like three other attorneys. <laughs> and they're like, no, we want to come talk to you. Um, and the other thing that I enjoyed, too, was, you know, going to the field with them. And they're like, oh, no one the okay, attorney wants to go to the field with us. And I was like, no, but I want to go. Um, and so it got to the point where it was just like, okay, here, here's your O-vest, here's your hard hat, you know, come on, you want to go see this project with us? And I'm like, Sure. And again, what that does is me being able to go to the site and to actually see what's going on, it helps me to be better in terms of what other terms that I really need to argue for in this contract on the project. You know there are certain things that I might be able to to, to, to give away or to I, I guess concede to so that I can get you know other terms in because it's, it might not be necessary on that project or the risk might be um, at a, you know, very low so I can trade it for something else. So all of that really helped me in terms of um, becoming a better construction attorney, but then also breaking down barriers in the office for people to come to me and to say, here are the problems that I have with this, this project, here are the problems I have with my contract, can you help me?
3: Thank
2: you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for making that very relatable and breaking your experience down with us. Gerald, I know you're ready to jump on the microphone this morning. How are you doing?
5: Uh, Thank you so much. You know, I'm all over the mic now, and it just goes back to something Ann said in the beginning. All roads are leading to washington d c for the uh national uh, congressional black caucus legislative week, and having seasoned members and having new members coming to d c and since we're both here in d c how do we prepare ourselves in front of some of these legislative folks in the in the Congress to kind of hear us even louder? And I'm listening to your voice, and the sternness in it, I know you know how to navigate that. So I know it's a whole conversation for another day, but just kind of drop a couple nuggets to us to get us prepared for, uh, for that week.
0: Yeah, I, I really think it's about, um, you know, approachability and, and understanding your audience um, and finding, you know, I think for me a lot of times, um, and especially in those situations, if you know you're coming beforehand, target who you want to talk to. Um, be very strategic about it. Uh, do research on that person. Find something there that's in common that will get the conversation started. And it doesn't have to start with construction. I, you know, people relate to people, um, mm. you know, based on whether they like them in that conversation. And so, again, it's finding an interest that they have, relating that to them and, and finding that genuineness so that you can have that deeper, harder conversation about what it is that we really need to see happen.
5: Thank you so much for that, and that got me fueled and ready to uh, have our deeper conversation. And then, like Jada said, the education committee is is probably going to be knocking on your door pretty soon, and we embrace you Coming into NAVWIC and definitely want to keep doing what we can to support your efforts and making this a great connection, which is is just it's in it's in the in the cars in the atmosphere and everywhere else that NAVWIC is definitely going to take things to a higher level with getting people to come, like you to come in. So thank you for taking time out with us today.
0: Thank you all. I I really feel truly blessed. Um, to be able to do this podcast and to be a part of Navwik, and I am ready, willing, and able. As well as you know, our firm, Eugene and Associates, um, we are here to to help with your needs. Well, thank
2: you. So much, Nadia, and I have to slide in one more question. Well, just two more because the wheels are turning this morning, and you have given <laughs> out so much information. And our family is just tapping in. If you feel like you've missed anything, these are archived shows, so you can always go back, click the link, whatever link you was maybe text or you saw on a social media platform, or you can just go online. And the shows are listed there. You can click back in and listen to all the information that Nadia has dropped. But what is on the horizon for you? Just give us really quick, what are you working on? What's coming up in the future for Nadia or in your, um, in your practice? Uh, to take over the world? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, <yeah>. I, <laughs> um,
0: I'm, I'm silly. Um, but, no, one of the things that um, the firm we are working on right now is really targeting more um, work with universities um, and with, you know, education opportunities on the construction and the commercial contract side. Uh, so the firm, Eugene Associates, um, my, um, the shareholder, um, Derek Eugene, He basically started the firm um, in 2019, and he is an educational lawyer, Um, and he as well does um, energy law, and we have connected on some construction projects, and that's how we started working together. So what we are doing is we are combining, um, you know, education and the construction industry because, you know, who does construction? On a, you know, on usually a yearly basis with schools. You have a lot of renovations that go on. You have, right, once you need to build new campuses, um, you know, they want to expand. So basically, really trying to um, broaden our, our, our reach there. And then my, my long term goal uh, basically is to get into the Caribbean, um, being Jamaican myself. Um, I would love to see um, more projects happen in in development and construction in Jamaica and throughout, you know, some of the other um, Caribbean countries.
2: Well, I know that should not be a problem for you as you are one of our newest members in the NAPWIC world because we have connections and our family is listening in all over the Caribbean, especially Jamaica, and we have a lot of Jamaican NABWIC members. So I can't wait for you to connect and network with them um, on the business level. And we love, I love the fact that I hear you collaborating um, in your firm, the collaborative effort just screen Nabwick. So, of course, I have to go ahead and invite um, your, your partner in as well um, to come back and maybe chat with us or, or with you guys um, together on NABWIC Talks. But thank you so much for sharing your um, your endeavors on the future. And the education sector is a big one because, like you said, they are always doing projects on the yearly basis with renovations, this different things. Um, I know recently Mm -hmm. we had on the show um, two of our members working on projects out of Atlanta where they did a reconstruction of the teacher's lounge um, as part of community service and it is going down in Atlanta in the education department on the education sector in construction. So kudos to you for Um, being open and spreading those wings and your firm and everything you guys going on over there. But I have to be a little bit more nosy as we're wrapping up the show. Just one more question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. What are you reading these days outside of AIA documents and contracts? <laughs> what are you reading these days that's keeping you motivated and going that you know gives you that extra umph? Uh, Jamel Hill. <laughs> if you have not picked up her latest
0: book, Christian, I will I will tell you right now that you need to read it. Uh, I think that. You know, it's so relatable, and you know, as a as a black woman in the sports world, you see a lot of I say sports entertainment um, world. You see a lot of the similarities, um, the issues, the struggle that we go through in you know the construction world. Um, there's such a parallel there, and you know, I think you know when you hear stories like that of, you know, hey, um, I'm going through this as well, you're, you know, you're not the only one, but this is how I'm pushing forward, this is what, you know, keeps me going, um, I think it's inspirational, and I think that it's something that can remind us, um, you know, that there are obstacles, but we can overcome them, and especially together.
2: Yes, and so it's Jamel Hill. Yes. Okay. So family, we got that Jamel Hill, and we're going to make sure we drop that in the bottom of your episode details. So, again, thank you so much, Nadia, for being a special guest on NABWIC Talks this morning. Do you have any last remarks or tips or advice you want to leave the audience this morning?
0: Uh, so I'm just thankful for the opportunity um, again to to be a part of Navweek, and you know, please feel free to reach out to um, to me. Um, you know, you can email me at nfangster at dugenelaw.com. Um, I believe that my cell number is also on the the website, um, and. It's also, I think, on NAVWIC on as well, but you can also go to our, our website at dugenelaw.com, which you can find out more about what the firm does on a whole and, you know, the attorneys associated there and our, our different practice areas.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you so much. So this morning, this has been another NABWIC Talks with one of our newest members, Nadia Sinkster Esquire of Eugene and Associates. So we thank you so much for being our special guest this morning. And if you want to tune back in, we know you do, getting this information as you picked up this morning. You can always catch us every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Thanks for tuning in to NABWIC Talks.
0: Thank plus.